0: Welcome to the number one show and the source of truth for all things medtech. Here, we reveal the secrets and stories behind the investments, science, and commercialization of the medtech industry. Every week, we'll take you on a wild ride with the biggest names in the game, from entrepreneurs and investors who are shaking up the market, to healthcare providers who are revolutionizing the way we think and practice medicine. So hold on tight and get ready for a journey like no other. This is the State of Medtech. Medtech. Welcome back, everyone, to another special episode of the State of MedTech. This is a very special one because, you know, we hit episode 100. It was monumental. It was exciting. And here at the State of MedTech, we're always looking for ways to take it up another level because we work in an amazing industry with amazing people. We want to bring you those stories. And so today... Uh, is a special guest, you know, somebody I've known for quite a while. That's Dr. Muhammad Taleb. He is the director of, of neuroscience and stroke over at Banner uh, Desert Medical Center. And when I reached out to him first, you know, I, I reached out and I was, like, I was like, Dr. Taleb, I was like, I really want you to come on my show. A lot of people have requested you. And he replied back, yes, but with one condition. And that is, I got to fly down to San Diego to do this in person. And I said, absolutely. In which case I said, well, I can't do this at my house. And so I searched around and we found a fantastic studio. Big shout out to Signature Sound here in San Diego. Beautiful studio, amazing staff. And yes, it is a nice studio. Let me tell you. So if you're a med tech company looking to do any kind of recordings, any kind of content, I highly recommend this studio because it is beautiful. Um, But that being said, we're going to talk about some really interesting topics today, which is the evolution of acute stroke and just as importantly, the technology that come along with it, and so Dr. Taleb, thank you so much for joining us. how are you doing today I'm doing great
1: thanks for having me I'm very excited about this. I know that uh, uh, you know we uh, we've been uh, friends at least online since at least three years and um, uh, you see my passion in the case of the week so I think this is something that's very important and you know stroke is the number one cause of disability in in the world um, and that's what I deal with and i just want people to know that now um, we can actually reverse something which we thought was was irreversible. We can restore function. Someone that couldn't talk or move their arms, they're moving again, they're talking again. So um, thank you for allowing me to talk about this. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: And before we jump into it, I just want to remind our audience, the clinicians, whether you're a physician, a nurse, a PA, Don't forget the state of medtech covers your CME credits because we make the majority of our episodes CME eligible through your reflection. So check the show notes below, whether you're on Spotify, YouTube, or anything else, uh, and click the link. You'll unlock an AMA PRA category one CME credit. Make sure to write down a sentence or two of what you learned and also what you will do with the knowledge and you get that CME credit for free. That's thanks to the folks over at CMFI. So that being said,
1: The floor is yours, man. Let's let's jump into it and let's Let's, talk about about stroke. Let's talk about stroke. So again, um, technology impacting functional outcomes and saving lives. And we're basically going to go over the evolution of basically acute stroke care. Um, The summary and and what we're going to go over, we're going to define what a stroke is because some people may not know what what a stroke is. And so we're going to go over that and how people present clinically. And then you know the need for a mass campaign for awareness because- like many other disease states, like heart attack, um, it's really um, it's time sensitive. Meaning, we we have to be able to identify it right away so we can get people to, to the hospital or, um, or to the proper comprehensive stroke center versus primary stroke center because there's different like designations right away. And then I'm going to talk about the evolution of um, basically the massive benefit in and, and, and these trials because there was an evolution in the trials because the trials were all negative. Then boom, in 2015, because the technology changed, you know. And so basically I'm showing how technology actually helped us to make the this, 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 this studies better. There's newer studies now. And then I'm going to go over how I approach things which which I call it precision personalized stroke care. We're going to talk a little bit about my the social media case of the week. And I've we talked about this... Um, uh, CKS continuous knowledge sharing, and how I, love I feel that. it's very important to share what we know. Quick,
0: quick sidebar. I mean, yeah. what's you? What you know, uh, the one thing that I think we're kind of in like a uh, another version of the Gutenberg revolution because for the first time, like we're learning a skill. We talked about this in the car, where clinicians usually, um, when you learn about a new technique or procedure, it's once a year at the annual conference, and even post the con- post conference, it takes a year or two to adopt a new technique versus now. More physicians are posting clinical cases, having discussions on LinkedIn, and changing their practice like in real time. How influential has social media, specifically, I'd say LinkedIn, been to your practice?
1: Um, I I think it's had lots of impact. I mean, uh, we were looking at some numbers of of devices used and stuff like that, and you you'd be amazed that you can basically nudge people, you know, or it's not really nudging; you're 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 reminding them, right? You're taking a little mental space. Hey. Remember, there's this product which you can use for this, right? Because sometimes we get used to, hey, I'm just going to do it this way. stent assisted coil, stint-assisted coil. This is just an example of treating a brain aneurysm, right? But then we're like, no, there's other things. There's flow diverting. There's intrasaccular flow diverting. And so what it does is, is it at least allows you to say, hey, let let me consider this. And so I feel it's, it's impacted my practice, but I feel you know, this case of the week has, has impacted other people's practices as well. And th- and th- we basically inf- influence each, each each other. And yeah, I, I, I do believe that the quality of care and the adoption of newer things that, that may be safer is probably, as you said, it's a lot faster than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then we can talk about the, the future of uh, stroke care. So, I'm just gonna begin yeah so let's do it. Uh, stroke uh, statistics so stroke is also known as cerebrovascular um, uh, accident uh, here we go uh, yep um, and and basically there's two types of strokes there's ischemic or hemorrhagic ischemic means that there's a clot and it's cutting off the the, the blood supply uh, to, to part of the brain um, and then is, uh, hemorrhagic just means that there's a blood um a blood vessel that ruptured or an aneurysm that like ruptured. And so there's blood inside of the brain. The blood can be on the brain or or inside of the brain. That's the difference between subarachnoid hemorrhage and intraparenchial. not that important because I'm really going to concentrate on ischemic. Why am I concentrating on ischemic? Ischemic or clots that cut off blood supply is 85% or some studies say 83, but it's the lion's share of it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's the number one cause of disability in the developed world and the and, and and the undeveloped world of basically major disabilities. So this is not, it's not something small, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know companies that have actually uh, come out to solve
0: for this problem. Like one great company, I love them, mm-hmm. uh, Harmonic Bionics. It's a robotic company, but specifically it's a robotic system to help with the rehabilitation post-stroke, yeah, you know, and that was like one of their main use cases, mainly for shoulder rehabilitation yep. and arms. But one of their main use cases was not shoulder injury; it was stroke. Correct, you know,
1: correct. And so that's you know exactly. And so we we we, we see its impact, and it's costing us anywhere from fifty-eight to seventy-nine billion, depending on on which study you look at. And of the ischemic strokes so um, ischemic the clot strokes you can have tiny little strokes that are very distal so you have a little bit of facial droop and slurred speech but you can still function right but the alveos where the clot is really big then you can't move half your body your arm your leg you can you talk. get like a
0: full like hemiparesis a hem,
1: hem, a hemiparesis where you can't move half of your body so those are the ones that we're really going to concentrate on because they're the most devastating. And LVO stands for? Large vessel occlusion. So Got LVO, it. large vessel occlusion, and they're Got the it. most devastating. So this is just little pictures in case people, subarachnoid, 3%, hemorrhage about 10 to 12%, and ischemic where there's a clot. And if you look over here, right there, yeah. this is a little clot right there. It was ischemic. Is it, in terms of its impact on mm-hmm. disability, is it more
0: severe with ischemic compared to like hemorrhagic and subarachnoid?
1: So... Hemorrhage, depending on size, can be more more devastating as well. Because essentially
0: it's putting pressure on that part of the brain. It's putting the low- pressure
1: on that part of the brain and really depends on the type of bleed because you can have a shearing bleed, which shears the n- neurons versus a slow ooze from from veins or an AVM. Sometimes it'll uh, splay the tissue. Once the bleed comes down, you'll actually re- restore some function. But most of the time, if you're in an academic center, yes, hemorrhag- hemorrhagic strokes, are worse, right? Got it. Uh, but LVOs are probably just as bad as hemorrhagic strokes. Subarachnoid hemorrhages, um, they can be be devastating, and they affect younger people um, because um, you know it used to be somewhere between thirty to fifty percent of people would die even before coming in. Because, oh, because when, you, they hit like their head or something, that or also because of the bl- there's lots of blood. It's almost um, you can also get what's called hydrocephalus or water on the brain, and if you don't relieve the pressure with an EVD right away, uh, that can cause like like herniation or or, or brain death. Yeah, yeah you know that so,
0: <laughs> just said, like as a new dad, my my 15 month old, he we were in the park and he like uh, was, was sitting on a bench and he fell back and hit his head. Mm-hmm. And I freaked out so mm-hmm. bad because that, the first thing I thought it was subarachnoid he- hemorrhage, boop. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, I was just overreacting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, that's a scary one because you, you can have that trauma and then nothing happens, and then somebody can die like a few Correct. hours later, right? Correct.
1: Yeah. So, um, that's part of my areas of expertise. Yeah, I didn't go over this, but um. Uh, I, I did training. I'm, I'm a I'm a neurologist by training. I trained at the Barrow Neurological Institute, but I did three more fellowships. One in neurocritical care, which is dealing with all these neurological emergencies, traumatic brain injury, subarachnoids, hemorrhages, encephalitis, infections at Stanford, and I also did a stroke fellowship there as well. Then I did uh, neuro endovascular surgery, where I do all these procedures, going up to the brain or neuro IR. Um, at, at the Medical College of Wisconsin. So part of my passion is these acute ne- neurological uh, em- emergencies because the the brain, unlike other organs, you know, and uh, this is important too, is um, I think I, 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 I took that slide or actually m- maybe it's on the next slide, but the brain you can't replace part of the brain. Like you can do a lung transplant. You can mm-hmm. do a heart transplant. You could do kidney transplant. You can live with one kidney. You, you can't live with half a brain. Your body won't work, right? right. It's, yeah. it's one of the organs where you really can't re- re- replace it. And it's very sensitive. So yeah. for instance, if someone has cardiac arrest, right? The heart comes back the kidneys come back the lungs come back you know after cardiac arrest the brain doesn't anoxic brain injury is why we cool people to prevent the brain so the brain is 2, is two to 5% of the body weight it takes 20% of the blood mm-hmm. flow that's how much energy is going into the brain you know and it makes sense cuz you know for one mm-hmm. like i
0: remember learning in medical school that you know the brain is a very selfish organ because like yes. it'll it'll, <laughs> it'll kill it'll literally kill like that's why like with alcohol <laughs> poisoning like it'll kill yeah. it'll kill other organs just yeah. to save itself yeah. but like in terms of how much energy it, it consumes, you know, for me, just for, for context, you know, I, I do weightlifting, I'll do jujitsu yeah. and everything. So on, on those days I'll burn, you know, somewhere between 2,500 to 3,000 calories. Yep. Right. But if you look at grand chess masters who are just sitting and playing chess, they burn up to like four or 5,000 calories just from the amount of, you know, energy the brain yeah. is producing, and you know me and my entrepreneurial uh, circle. We actually had a discussion about this, about the importance of sleep and diet and everything. Because even though we're not doing physical activity, the amount yeah the amount of energy yeah. and caloric energy we're we're expending through the brain is
1: huge. Well, that's why someone like me that exercises and uses their mind, I eat five thousand calories a day. I was going to say, I, I'm yeah, joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just,
1: <laughs> hey man, we're just we're just keeping it real. We're
0: just keep it real man. Absolutely. That's why hey, that's look, that's why I had you on this sh- on this show,
1: you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um this is important. So, by the end of the show, 90 to 100 people will have had a stroke. There is a stroke well, every I, hope, 40 I don't seconds. have a stroke at the end of this. Show. You know, what? 40 <laughs> no. seconds. And another thing is stroke thrombectomy for these large vessel occlusions where you go in and you pull out the clot is four times more effective than uh, PCI for the heart, okay? Because there's a 6% difference. For ours, it's anywhere from 10 to 30% difference in function. And so no one knows what the signs and symptoms of stroke are. I mean, like, Grey's Anatomy, um, Chicago ED is is the show called, Chicago yeah. Med. I don't know what, what these shows are, but everyone, heart attack, I'm like, where is the stroke? World's number one cause of disability, fate worse than death, okay? Have you heard of locked-in syndrome? Oh, I have absolutely okay. heard of locked-in. So in you syndrome. get a clot in your basilar artery back here, right? Mm-hmm. You're awake, alert, you, you know everything, but 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 you can't move. All you can do is just blink blink your eyes. Like you you have to take Terrible. that in, into context, in, right? Let me ask you this. Or a, Wait, how many a, LVO, how, right? Where you have the hemisphere where you can't move half of your body and, and, and you're bed bound. So I, awareness around this disease is, I think it's it's needed to, because we have to identify it early and people need to know, hey, this is a stroke. We need to go to the hospital. Yeah,
0: sorry, go ahead. What I was going to ask is, um, you know, there's often... The primary cause mm-hmm. right uh, a pathology here like let's say stroke, but how many secondary causes of death are where the root cause is stroke, but what's actually counted or attributed for
1: the cause of death is something else that's a good question I don't know those statistics, but you're right I don't think anybody's followed those statistics Correct. But like you know so like how many people with strokes get aspiration pneumonia because exactly. they, because cause, cause they can't swallow yeah bed sores and then and then they they the, you uh, get like a staph infection. A staff infection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. You, no, you're right. These secondary causes of of death is a lot. So, from neurocritical care literature, subarachnoid hemorrhage, lots of these patients die, but lots of the reasons why they die is from cardiopulmonary infectious reasons, not so much from spasm or other things. And so, what you said is, yeah, right on. And I was, <laughs> what I was going to say is like one of the most
0: uh, one of the most common causes of death for people above the age of 65 is falling down and so i would i would imagine that a lot of you know because i even had people in my family and friends who they you know they had some kind of stroke or an infarct right yeah. but if that causes some hemiparesis or loss of function yeah. right and it's it's an older person they're above the age of 65 and they fall and die because they hit their head cause of death is the fall yeah but the root
1: cause was actually stroke but that doesn't get counted so these numbers are probably even higher correct. i would imagine correct correct and you know um we talked about fate, worth, and death We talked about you. You can get a new heart and kidneys and all this, but the brain—it's no new brain. And, it's, and yeah. the brain is—it's—it's it's who you are. It's—it's uh-huh. it's your ability to understand, to speak, to interact. It's the essence of being human and exchanging emotions. You know, and so um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm passionate about it because it—it it impacts the human at the essence of who they are sorry it's it, no you, no, like, no yeah no man if if you don't have passion for for what you do don't do you're it you're in the wrong
0: industry you're this, in the wrong yeah, industry yeah look man I, this is why this is why i love what our our industry and this is why i came back to it you know i spent a you know a year and a half in software and the people in tech they're like man where are you going back to medtech? <laughs> i'm like i don't know i was like maybe because like everything that, that we do there actually involves like improving lives saving lives and yeah. not you know hmm. making some reverse algorithm for some
1: sales software <laughs> yeah, like, <I> know. <laughs> you know so yeah so uh yeah so that's why and then uh, again uh, this this statistic the 1.9 million brain cells die per or connections die per per, per minute stroke risk factors they're Cardiovascular, same as heart attacks, peripheral vascular disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, high col- col- cholesterol, lack, lack of exercises, smoking is one of the number one modifiable one at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're very similar risk factors. So summary of concepts, what what it is, is time is brain, Okay. Now, different people's brains die at different rates, but in general, it's still the same thing. The curve may be like this, maybe like this, where your brain dies in one hour. It may take 24 hours, but it's still the same curve, right? It's 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 still you the the brain dies oh, like over time. Now, um, uh, so there's a concept of something called. Uh, pen, pen, penumbra and core, and I'll go over in the next one, but I'll show you right here. So core, like say, th- so this is the area that can die. This is the area that's actually dead, okay? Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that area that's actually dead grows over time where it's all dead, right? Mm-hmm. And so what you're trying to do, you're trying to pull out the clot. So you, you're trying to minimize all this and save all these fingers, mm-hmm. right? Which is the area around there, because then then you can rehab. And the more tissue that, that you can save, like like the better. If the core of the area is all dead, you you really can't save anything. And pulling
0: out that clot is important because that clot is essentially including, uh, you know, blood flow, uh, uh, oxygen, o- growth, growth factors, glucose, all those factors, things.
1: lots of things, right? Yeah. And so that's why. And and lots of our imaging, you know, at Stanford, we, we did lots of advanced imaging as as a as a fellow there. They they, they developed also artificial intelligence software called Rapid AI, uh, and and we were using Rapid beef beef before it was a company, um, and it was all about what tissue is dead and what and what can we save, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that that's a concept, and the CT, MR, or or, or perfusion imaging, advanced imaging again is saying, you see how technology allows you to be a better clinician and, and, and save more people. So we're, 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 we're marrying those two. And in general, opening up the artery as soon as possible is best. So artificial intelligence, the Viz, Rapid, Brainomics, um, NICO Lab, they read the CTs, CTAs, CTPs, and they send it to your phone within like a minute, you know, or five minutes, right? And so that's all about speed, right? Um, the tool I invented, uh, stroke VAN, VAN for vision, aphasia neglect. That's a way to identify massive strokes. There's other LVO screenings like the Ray scale, fast ED, G fast, all these things, right? There are ways to identify these things faster. So everything is about speed, right? So get that artery open, save as much brain as possible and allow people to rehab. Um, and then, um, systems of care, you know. Systems of care meaning there's primary stroke centers versus comprehensive stroke centers. If someone looks like they're having a massive stroke, you take them to a comprehensive stroke center or a thrombectomy capable center where they can have the right procedure. Because what happened is you go to a primary stroke center, then you'll, you'll be there, and then they have to transfer you, that's an hour. Every half hour is a 10% difference. If you're adding an hour or two, you're talking about 10, 20, 30% difference in outcome. Now your procedure, which was showing 30% difference, is no longer showing that. And so this is where technology, systems of care, everything marries to- together. But what's the overall theme? Reduce the number of dead tissues by going as fast as possible. Reduce that, that core or that area that's actually dead. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is it. This is basically saying over time, again, every person is different. Like I, I was um, when, when I was a stroke follower, there was someone that came in within an hour, the tissue was all dead on CT. So um, again, in general, it takes more time. In blue, the penumbra, that's tissue that, that, that we can save. Now, what's interesting is um, there's this concept for my precision personalized stroke care. I don't care the large how large it is, but that small area I can save, what's its function? And so there's sometimes where I'll go after a clot and people are like, oh, most of the PCA is dead. I'm like, but the thalamus the relay area of the brain, that's only tw- 20 cc's or 10 cc's. I'm like, yeah, but they can't see because of the big PCA clot or stroke, mm-hmm. 60 cc's dead. That 10, 20 cc's is the th- is the thalamus, which controls this, the relay center, controls your ability to move and coordinate. So there's a patient I did a thrombectomy at, at four days because the clot went from the P2 into the P1. That's the PCA, posterior cerebral artery, back of the brain. And it grew. At first, he couldn't see, but then he started to become plegic or basically couldn't move or feel half his body or coordinate. I went in, pulled out the clot. This is at four days, right? People are like, ah! <laughs> did, did, did you do that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Why? did he freak out about that? Because because the, it's, because the, it's, the because that, guidelines are because whatever, set, up to 24 Because 20 the
0: close. clot set in, and the, the idea Correct. is if you pull, pull out, you pull out good
1: tissue? Well, that and because people don't... People like to get, go with, within guidelines. And so this is personalities too. We talked about this yeah, de- de- decision-making. The reason why I read all the time is because I want to think better, right? The better I think, like, like, like the better I feel like I can give like better care. Do you and feel so, like this is, I was
0: going to say, do you feel like this is one of the issues and I don't want to say it's an issue. Okay. <laughs> it, it, exists, it exists for a reason. It exists yeah. for a reason. But like medicine for the most part mm. uh it produces a majority of followers. Like you have to follow certain guidelines, do things a certain way. If you Mm -hmm. break away from the group, you will get ostracized, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so like, but there are some people that obviously just can't help themselves because they just say like, (laughs) this doesn't make sense. Why are we doing it this way? Which is probably why both you and I get along so well. (laughs) Because a lot of this stuff doesn't (laughs) make sense. And it's like, you know, as you develop better technology, you have better insights as to how to solve an old problem in a new way. Correct. You know, and it sounds like this is kind of what you were leading on
1: to. Exactly, you know, and so there's the concept of like, yes, there is a slightly in, in, increased risk of bleed, but how I always approach things, if the National Institute of Health thinks there's equipoise where they're going to randomize people, why am I as a physician say no, I'm not, I'm not going to offer anything? National Institute of Health... All these companies, Medtronic, Stryker, I don't know, Bolt, I don't know who's 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 running all these uh, stroke trials now. Ra- ra- rapid from the artificial intelligence, Viz, whatever. If they think there's equipoise and and we don't know the answer, why can't you have that conversation with with the patient? Hey, I don't know, but this is what's happening now. This is what I see. This is my clinical judgment. We we don't know, but offering a treatment is reasonable. I I think that's the route in mm-hmm. my my humble yeah. opinion,
0: that's the route to go in terms of clinical bedside matter. I mean, look, the one thing that happened post pandemic is that I hate to say what whether people like it or not, the medical community took a hit in the pandemic. Oh yeah. Because of the level of bravado and and certainty they had during extremely uncertain times. And it's yeah. it's blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. And I think that ever people don't forget about that. So yeah. a lot of patients when they go into it's almost like there's this balance. You know, when you When you think of like a surgeon, right? Everyone thinks of uh, Alec Baldwin and Malice when, you know, when the (laughs) surgeon, when he's like, he's like, you ask if I'm God, I'm, you know, or like, Mm. if I have a God complex, I don't have a God complex, I am God. Mm. But when I go to a surgeon, I kind of want them to have Mm. a God Mm. complex because I want them to be extremely certain of what they're doing. Mm. That being said, if they're not, Mm. and there's some you know wiggle room where they're like i'm not sure i kind of would like to know that yeah, yeah you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah yeah and i think patients they, mm. they, they 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 want that it's kind of like in a weird way because of how powerful physicians are patients have gone through this arc you, you'll appreciate how metaphysical mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. this arc with doctors the same way that a son goes through the father mm. okay with sons mm. they go through three phases with their fathers they idolize their father yeah then they demonize their father, mm-hmm. and then finally they humanize their father. Yeah. So with physicians, for for millennia, mm-hmm. they're they're idolized. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. in the last you know few we're, years, we're kind of being demonized, demonized.
1: right now. I'm bringing it back. Bring it I'm back. Human, baby, baby, I'm human, baby. I'm humanizing. Yeah, Bring exactly. It back. <laughs> and, I think, and I think this <laughs> is I'm good and bad. Like and all of us are like that. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. We have our positives and negatives. We don't know everything, and I think that's one thing that. Um is important is that we know some things, some things black, white there's but lots of things are gray and A it's lot of are gray. and it's okay to say it's gray I, I i i I don't know. I think the more we accept that, the more we start to
0: evolve medicine into more what people are trying to achieve predictive health, precision medicine, and personalized medicine to say like it's going to be different like look the the most popular religion these days diets. Yeah. It's like any diet, like yeah. paleo, carnivore et cetera. <laughs> and I've kind of come to the conclusion where I'm like everybody's different. Like there's some people that like function extremely well as vegans. I think yeah. it's a terrible oh, idea by the way. <laughs> but but they, fun- they but they function. Yeah, there's yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. for me, yeah. uh, I function really well as like heavy heavy like meat. Yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. just different for everybody. There's no mm. like one
1: thing. Yeah. You know? Yes. No, you're you're right. I I think um, people's bodies are different. I mean, we're getting into epigen genetics as well. Yeah. Your your environment, what you do, your and your genetics as well. So all these things, I believe, inf- influence and, and and we're 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 not all the same. Yeah. Um. Um. Not only genetically, but also our environments are different as well. Uh, yeah. Hundred percent. That has a well, huge just, impact yeah. on things. And you know, one thing I love when why I love the brain is like this resurgence of mind and body, mm. but you know, and I'm like, I'm like sitting back, I'm like, we in medical school we learned about physiology we know that you have a pituitary gland we know there's a vagus nerve we know that it controls your gut we 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 know like your nerves are everywhere they 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 control whether my veins coming out or not it's not coming out because it's cold in here man omar it's a little too cold i'm just messing around yeah but right (laughs) like the nervous system controls all that why didn't we think there's a mind-body connection why is this like all of a sudden i'm like we knew the physiology like we knew how the brain, no, there's no, I'm like, no. I, you know, if we think about it, it's just it's as though it's like, it was so in our face that that, that, that we couldn't see it, you know?
0: Anyways. <laughs> I, I have, like, like uh, I have a thought and we'll, we'll move on. But my, my thing mm. about this is I, I study, I, I really appreciate and study closely medical culture and history, and yeah. psych, the psychology. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason there's two, in my opinion, there's two reasons. Number one, if medicine can't put a finger on it, then it's, it's it's quackery, it's pseudoscience, everything. That's number one. Yep. And number two, with the mind-body connection, mm. you know, like we show through like VR and everything, like the mitigation of pain and stress, and everything. but I think subconsciously medicine, mm. especially surgery, but medicine as a whole, has a history of being very competitive, very like oh, yeah. closed cloak, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? No, yeah. And so, the, but the moment that there's that thing, mm-hmm. now you allow non-clinicians into mm-hmm. medicine to have their opinion i think doctors don't like that and i think mm-hmm. in some ways i i agree with that because i mean i'm sure you've looked up on youtube and everything there's some like insane stuff being yeah. touted as like heal yourself this way right but i think that the more medicine starts to be open-minded and saying pun intended by the way there yeah. that, was, that was good right <laughs> that was good um by saying you know we don't know and that these things might have a connection we cannot explain yeah you know mm-hmm. i mean look medical science and science in general has not been able to explain intuition. Yeah. But it's one of the most powerful things in, on, in it, the planet. It is. We can't explain it. How yeah. does that work?
1: Yeah. And you know, d- the placebo you know, effect. The, the, That's the, when the, we should be studying more. How, yeah. Why does a placebo effect actually work? And, you know, what is this intuition like? You know, the, for instance, we used to be able to read faces, but now because of social media, kids can't read faces. and not interesting? Yeah. But how you sit, how your eyes are, you you know all this stuff, the energy you're giving off. I think all that we're subconsciously processing. Yeah, hundred percent. And some of it we're starting to we're starting to, to to discover, but I think lots of it we still don't know. Yeah, because uh, I don't think there, yeah. there's
0: been consciousness around it. Now again, like through this media of like podcasting, stuff. thinking about how many people are, are exposed to, like look at Andrew Huberman, how, how yeah. many people he's exposed to this idea of let's say like mouth breathing. Yeah, right. right. Jaws. We're both we both sized. You know, yeah, that's jawser <laughs> We're not. A, I'm not a paid spokesperson, but it is a great product. It's a great product. It but is. But
1: anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> so yeah. So basically, we're trying to save as much brain as possible, and uh, that's basically it. So we have to identify these strokes first. So the most common thing is be fast. Is. B is for balance. then you feel off balance. I is eyes. You suddenly lose vision. F is for face, you have a facial dupe like this. Um, Arm is weak, okay, or or numb. And then speech is basically you have difficulty speaking, which could be slurred speech, or it could be what's called aphasia. Aphasia is ability to understand speech and to produce speech, okay? And so just because you're speaking like this, it doesn't mean you're aphasic. It just means your muscles are weak and you have slurred speech. So there's a little bit of a difference there. There's a nuance. But this is what we usually use. Um, be fast or just fast, and T is for time. And so this is how to identify a basic stroke. But now we're in the era of large vessel occlusions, massive strokes. So now we got to identify those because if those need to go to a comprehensive stroke center or we need to do CT, CTA and get everyone on board, this is good, but we have to add something to that. We're 20 minutes in. I got a controversial
0: question to ask. Yes, because, go ahead. Because, the I, because if I don't, um, I know how the YouTube comments will be. I'll, I'll be like uh, pinned for this. Clinically, what is your take on uh, on Senator Mitch McConnell when he, when he froze? You remember, you know, that press conference? Yeah. I actually... I don't watch any news. That's on, good. On purpose. I, I don't watch. Sad I don't watch. I don't watch, no, no, I don't watch any news like. either. But I saw it all <laughs> over. I saw it all over Instagram. And yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. wish I could. Uh, I could. I could bring it up. Uh, you yeah. know. But okay, so we'll have to. We'll have to come back. We'll have to Go, come back to that.
1: I, I. I want to have an answer, but I can bring it up on my phone. You want to bring it up on phone? You, you bring, bring, bring it up on your phone. Oh wow! Did you hear the question? You just froze, froze up. What is that like? A like an absense seizure? Or, or is it or is, or is he about nope. to have a
0: stroke? Right, a nope. Minute. Nobody nobody nobody's commenting on it or, or I mean I'm sure people have
1: commenting whoa, on it. Whoa whoa
0: whoa whoa. Oh wow. So yeah so what, what, yeah. what's your what's your what's your what's your take I mean, on it as like a clinician? He,
1: he just was it
0: because I was thinking that
1: that that could have been a TI, TtiA or seizure.
0: That's what I was saying. I was like, either yeah. seizure or, e- e- or, or he had a T I yeah, yeah, stroke. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, T I stands for uh, transient is, is ischemic attack or yeah. uh, or accident. Basically, it's a mini stroke, but it doesn't leave permanent damage. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So um, I continue, so, but I, have to, I have, to, so, have to ask about that. It's so we you have, don't watch
0: the news, though. Neither do I. Yeah. Except I, I do. <laughs> I do use Instagram and social yeah. media. I so was all over Twitter. You know. Yeah.
1: So. I'm, I'm 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 a little social media guy too. Not. Not not like you, but you know, I I do share my case of the week a lot. Social
0: social media, it's Mm. it's like fire. You can use it to uh, cook a nice meal. You can use it to burn down your house too. Yeah. So it's a tool. It is. It it, is. It is a tool. I Uh, use social media. mm. I try to make sure that social media does not use me. Use me? me. No, that's
1: that's true. That's very very true. So that's how to identify stroke. So then, so we talked about these two types of stroke: small vessel stroke and large vessel stroke. So how can you tell the difference? Small vessel, it's usually pure motor or sensory, so you have weakness, uh, you know, or, or 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 numbness. But then. A large vessel, you usually have these cortical symptoms, and that's why I invented this Van scale of mine, right? And it's basically the same as as everyone else. So V is for vision; your eyes are forced over, right, mm-hmm. or you can't see half half the world. A is aphasia; you may have slurred speech, but aphasia is like you want you uh, show someone a watch or pen, they can't say it; they literally like right, mm-hmm. or you ask them to follow commands or like close eyes, make fists, they're like. They, they really don't understand aphasia. And then ne- neglect is basically they're ignoring the fact that, that, that they're having a stroke. Like you'll show them their their weak arm on the left is usually with left-sided weakness. They're like, um, they're like, whose arm is this? They're like yours they completely neg- neglect the fact that they're having so that's van, will-
0: van, the van criteria this is for like the 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 bad alveoles. this is this is for the these types the is large vessel what percentage occlusion? of those uh would you say occur in the united states of all strokes what percentage of, of them are those of all
1: ischemic strokes it depends on who you ask anywhere from 10 to 40% that's a huge spread yeah Wow. it is okay it is um and we're doing more and more we're going after i'm and more
0: clots because of the van criteria some mm-hmm. of them they they might have one or two of the three and not all three correct is that right? that's so why there's a huge spread
1: basically the, the the van criteria all you have to have is what is one of those things you have to have some arm weakness with any of those that's it got you're, it and your van positive or negative it's pretty easy like if you have no arm weakness you're done in two seconds like no 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 arm weakness your van negative if you have arm weakness, then you test for vision, aphasia, neg- neglect. And if you have any of those, you're Van positive because you're positive in weakness and you're positive in one of the I, I was going to
0: say, I was like, this is definitely a USMLE step one slide right yeah, here. Yeah, this is the for step the, one for slide. All the, for all the MS1s and two, <laughs> this is like screenshot. This is a this this is, is, this is step one slide right here. This is a step one slide. So
1: <laughs> the reason why I like this is because it basically shows where I came up with this. And it's nothing more than the different areas of the brain. And so, and these are, this is, these are uh, damages to the cortex. So, the cortex, right. That. And so, if you have arm weakness plus forced gaze, you know both of these areas are gone. So, you know, this side is being affected. If you have arm weakness with neglect or vision loss, you know, all of this affected. If you have arm weakness with vision loss and, and your eyes are forced over or you can't talk or understand, then you know the entire brain is affected. So, what this allows you to do, if there's two of these, you know, this part is not working. That means that the arteries down here, which is feeding both of them. And of- so that's how you can tell when you have two of these symptoms, it's a proximal clot or the clot is down here. If you only have one of these, then the clot is up here. It's very distal. It's not a very large artery and TPA or clot busting medication will, will work for that. And so this is how I kind of came came, came up with this. Anyone that wants to be VAN, van certified, strokevan.com, we have over 8,000 people that have gotten certified. That's which is, amazing. Which so, which you developed cool.
0: this. It's a, it's a website and an app. So, strokevan.com. It, yeah,
1: strokevan.com. It's a website. And then there's an app both on, uh, on Apple and I'm and, amazed
0: that that domain was available.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, I think it started back in 2016, 2017. Ah, okay. So, it was back. And so, so, evolution. So, the reason why we have to talk about technology plus these new stroke trials is because we had all these negative ones, right? And the reason why is the technology was just not very good. I'm sorry, guys. Mercy, have mercy on me. Don't use mercy, please. Right? I mean, this was this corkscrew. Was multi? It was, was, was causing
0: multi? Multi Mercy is, is a type of technology, or is that a company? Or is it one it's company? Basically,
1: owned it? it's it's like Mercy, but it had even like more, like more things on it. You know, and 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 these are trials. And the point of the matter is. If the technology can't take out the clot safely and fast, you're not going to help people, right? And so you had these. Are you? Are, would you say that?
0: Would you even go as far to say that with, with like uh, mercy and multi mercy approaches that you're better off leaving the clot in because
1: it, ooh, because of complications and bleeds? And that, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, <laughs> you know, it took so long. I mean, the, the problem is it, it is, is 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 it took so long. Um, yeah, not good timing,
0: too, because like the time that, that Mercy, Mercy came out was between 05 and '08, and I can, I, I can assure you there were a lot of people having strokes in '08. Yeah, yeah, it was a <laughs> tough time, oh, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so then you have these three trials in 2013, which all showed no benefit, but it was because they didn't pick the right patients, and they weren't using the new technology. Once the stentric receivers come back, 2015, all five trials are positive. Massive difference. Who, which company ran those trials? So good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked because I want to recognize industry that supports this. Yeah. And so the two main companies, and, and if I'm missing someone, I am sorry. But um, the main ones were definitely Med, Medtronic with their, with their Solitaire. Rapid AI for artificial in, 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 intelligence um, helped on in a lot of those. And then uh, uh, Stryker retrieval uh, stint was, was used for, for another one. And so now you have now, so evolution of stent retrievers. So now you went from Mercy um, and just, you know, the old aspiration catheters to this amazing new technology. Now you, you see that, you know, you go from a nitinol cut, mm-hmm. you know, and ones that overlap, like, like you see here. Yeah. And now you have this basically um, seg- segmented, like the the like like the ambo and
0: it into a snowflake and yeah like, like
1: you... yeah that's the eric from, from from microvention and then there's this one from phenox and then there's this one which actually goes up and down so it it expands and this is the tiger from rapid medical how and so all of these technologies what they're trying to do we're trying to grab the clot but we're also trying to minimize um any complications so you 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 you, you can make something really stiff, it'll grab the clot, but if it grabs the artery and you're causing brain bleeds, that's a problem.
0: You just made a, a, a worse clot. You essentially expanded the core, yeah. core would it be expanding the core it, into, the, into yeah. a penumbra?
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so the, and so there's all these stint retrievers. These stint retrievers, especially the top two, the, the solitaire from Medtronic, it truly really made all these trials positive, right? Um, and so this is where technology affected the outcome because now we're able to open up not just 50 or 60%. We're able to up 80 to 90% or more of these arteries and, and, and get a lot of blood flow back, right? And so this technology has really helped a lot. Um, and I'm going to go on because there's more. Yeah, go now for it. Now there's, her. in addition to these stents that can grab clots, there's something called aspiration catheters, and that's really evolved as well. The aspiration catheters have become bigger and bigger, and they're safer and safer, they're softer and softer. And on top of that, not even how you bring them up, right? And so if you look at Penfenombra was the original company that that made as as aspiration catheters shout out just because they're they're the first and everyone knows that. But their new red line what they did is they changed the the coating which has an increase of 35% um, basically sm- smoother or what's the word? Lube, 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 lubricious, I think.
0: It's more lubricious. Just, yeah, no, but essentially it, it reduces <laughs> so, it reduces the traction along the, those vessel walls. Exactly.
1: Right? And so this new coating al- 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 allows for that. And then another way that you can bring stuff um, up safely, so we talked about Conumbra, is, um, and so you're trying to suck, but then Zoom, what they said is like if we make it beveled, right, what will happen is you'll increase the surface area by 15%, so therefore mm. we may be able to suck more. Mm. I'm not saying it does, but I'm saying this is what. And then the root, root 92, what they did is they're bringing up an 088, or a very fat thing, mm. 0, 088 inches all the way up there, and they have a little noodle, which is called the tensing, which basically allows you to push it up super fast. So now you're not using a wire, you're using this little noodle, which is safer, and then you're able to bring up a bigger artery to suck out the clot. Is this kind of similar to some? Because again,
0: the 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 cerebral stroke area is, is is new for me. I had to do some reading last night, but. Are 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 some of these technologies similar to what you see in the like interventional cardiology world? Similar, but the difference but you have is to be a lot more careful. Correct, exactly. Like, no offense <laughs> exactly. to the cardiologist, no. But like, to... but like, you can be pretty, yeah. I think like a lot more rough with the heart and ve- and and those vessels versus correct. what you deal
1: with in the brain.
0: Correct, you yeah. know.
1: There, um, yeah, that's that's true. So it's similar to body, but like. You can't have any bu- bu- bubbles because a tiny little thing will, will 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 cause a stroke. Your wires have ha- have to be basically much softer. So it's a much it's um it's like body IR and 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 cardiology it's more finesse. It's more finesse, like everything. I matters. hope all the
0: cardiologists heard that. That's no, what they,
1: no, <laughs> i I mean, that's what I heard. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no, no. no but you know, but but the point you, you just have to finesse it more because you're yeah.
0: dealing with a different type of organ. Yeah, as we you know. said,
1: like. Part of the heart, you still function. You're still forty percent. Part of the brain, now you can't talk. Even though the and those infarct, and those
0: symptoms come out immediately. Correct. Right? Even
1: though the infarct, the area of dead tissue in the heart is this much. The one in the brain is this much. One leaves you with no symptoms, and one leaves you with inability to move for half your half your life. N- not to mention,
0: uh, depending on how bad it is, it could be an effect on organs like you know, ability to move your bowels. You know, correct those kind of things. that that too. So, got it. Got it.
1: Um, so that's it. So the evolution of these as well. And this is from uh, Dr. Uh, uh, v- Vincent at the Link Paris conference. And he's saying these aspiration catheters, we used to see, you see I'll here the stent retrievers in, in 2014, 2015, had all these positive trials, and stent retrievers were doing a, a, a better job in, in the trials anyway. But now with these bigger catheters, the new trials, are these bigger catheters going to work even better than stents, these really big, large-bore ones? We don't know, but this is kind of how it's going. So I, I, I like this. I like stent versus aspiration catheter because I think it's making us do better jobs. You know, um, in terms it's, of when yeah. you say
0: do better jobs, in terms of uh, not just, I would imagine like a while back there was like clear camps and tribes between stent versus aspiration, and Correct. now there's a lot more crossover. There's a which lot more the, crossover. Which, by yeah. the way, I'm a big fan of this because, like, in the orthopedic world, you see. A lot of times, um, I think, and I'm, I'm simplifying this. You'll see two types of surgeons. There's a surgeon who just it has comfort with one set of, uh, yeah. of of technology, and that's because they come with so many different trays and yeah. everything. And they may add, you know, and mm-hmm. so it's hard to switch. Them. There's another one who is well versed in a lot of them and decides like patient by patient what they're going to use. And I think that this is the better approach because certain patients might be better off with a stent approach, other one better with a aspiration. Is yeah. that
1: is that your... For, for me, it's like that. For instance, one of my cases... Are you an aspiration guy or a stent guy? I'm a both guy, man. And that's the way to go, right? You know, I'm just... I'm going to be honest because if someone has a clot here and here, I can't aspirate this one and leave this one. So I'll definitely use a stent here with an aspiration here and I'll plug both clots at once, right? So I'm I'm always... Everything is precision, personalized stroke care. I'm looking at you as a patient. How can I help you in the safest, fastest possible way? What are all my tools? And that's why I try to learn as many tools as possible because the more your growth, your growth is a patient's hope. Got it. That's it. Your growth is a patient's hope. The more you know, the more tools you have, the more options, the better job that you can do. Too, too too much? No, no not, not at all. Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so when, so now the future is we used to only go after the M1s, these really big ones. We're able, because of this new technology, now smaller catheters, smaller retrievers. we can go after M2s and M3s, A2s, A3s. Now we're able to do even more, right? And so now we're able to go after smaller clots safely because before we didn't have the technology there. So now we're, we're going after all these other types. And you can see here, this is the internal carotid artery. M1, because it's so big, it's the first part. M2, it splits off. M3 splits off, and M4 is, is the end. Same thing for A. And M stands for middle cerebral artery right here. ACA stands for anterior cerebral artery. PCA stands for posterior cerebral artery. See, medicine is not that complicated. Anterior, middle, Posterior. That's it. And uh, first segment, second segment, third segment. <laughs> I mean, like, you no, know, I'm not. I'm not trying to make fun of medicine, but I'm saying, like, if you logically look at things, they're 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 usually labeled in in ways that that we can communicate and understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so now we're we're pushing the envelope and we're going more d- distally. So why LVO screening? Again, it doubles the people that are functional. Endovascular thrombectomy up to 24 hours per guidelines. And we said, we can talk to patients, say, hey, this outside of guidelines, but I can still save 30 cc's of your tissue, which may help. We don't know, but this is where the basic science looks like, right? And pre-notification helps. I, you know, we've, we've used Venn, but there's race, there's lots of other stuff, right? So this is an important slide. So these are the five trials that, that came out in 2015 that showed this, this massive difference, right? And so, if you look, number needed to treat mm-hmm. three, four, 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 four. If you look at it versus PCI, it's seventeen, right? Yeah. So you have something that's four times more effective, you know, than going to the cath lab. But yet, nobody knows what a large vessel occlusion is. No one in in media. Like, I, I mean, like. I think we need to have a massive campaign. And that's why Society of Neurointerventional Surgery had this get ahead of stroke. They're trying to get this out. They're trying to get the EMS to do these. What would that
0: campaign look like? Like Just to start understanding how to identify the VAN criteria?
1: Well, well, any LVO screening, whether it's the LA motor screening, all, all I want them is to somehow distinguish just FAST versus a large vessel occlusion screening tool, whether it's van race um, and you this you want Motors this for field. clinicians or
0: for the general public I, w- I
1: want this for the ems for triage because i think if you're on the field and you're doing it you need to know which patient may have a large vessel occlusion and take them to a center that is capable of doing a thrombectomy uh, surgery your,
0: so your thing is yeah because essentially by the time if they go to a, a center that can't do that and correct re- like if you're lucky, one day has only passed. Usually, it's going to be longer, and you know the damage yeah. is done. Correct. Because we're, Correct. we're we're talking about something that,
1: that It's time sensitive. It's very time sensitive. Okay, very I see. Yeah, I see. And so, uh, so you you can see the massive impact. You're talking about ten to thirty percent difference in functional. These are people that are functional at ninety days. And another thing is, people have to realize this: if you save tissue, you're not. Some people are not going to be instantaneously better. Some are. But really, it's allowing you to rehab so at 90 days you have more function. So you may not see a home run right away, which is why it's important. Patients independent at 90 days, right? This is not at 24 hours or 30 days. This is at 90 days. And I think that's a concept that's important. But even going off to 6 to 24 hours with advanced imaging, the CT perfusion and other sort of things, you can still have benefit. So I I love this Mm. because this is like visuals like, bam, in your face. Now you see it. This is alteplase alone, just TPA, the clot-busting medication, what we used to do, versus going for thrombectin. So, all, what is... So,
0: I, green is people... Uh-huh. This
1: is people that are independent, all right? In the, the, the dark green, this is people that have improved. And these are people we harmed. Do we harm some people? Yes. Two versus... Look how many more we helped. One, two, three, four, five. It's 55. Fifty-five versus two. So this was a this was a study or was no. Is this this is basically we've aggreg, we've aggregated all of these. This LGO is a retrospective. S- retrospective. Yeah, yeah, this is taking all these randomized trials and and doing it. And the people that are famous for this, I got a sh- sh- shout out UCLA, uh, Dr. Jeff Saver. He really made this popular. And I think it's a nice way to rep- represent this. And if it's someone else, I'm sorry, but I associate with UCLA. Um, but IV, so uh, explain real quick, IV alteplase. What so it, what that IV is. alteplase is the clot busting medication. You, you just give an IV. This is why you see you have to get to the hospital in three to four and a half hours. So we can give you the clot busting medication. But Ob-busting if you have a... Busting medication but it you have works an for small clots. Right. Doesn't work for these massive clots. Got it. And that's where you, you, you need and surgery. And so your, your, your biggest
0: thing is that knowledge to... Accelerate the the identification of what the patient has is going to decide whether that patient is going right. to have a great outcome or not. Because exactly this, you can't go you can't go backwards and say oh like you know like it's not like I think there's a lot of things in medicine where you know you you assess you you, you assess a patient it's like okay let's start with like a you know sort of a gentler like you know easier a, approach to treating this and then if that doesn't work we try this. With the brain, you can't do that. No. You have to decide, like, do we need an aggressive approach, like a thrombectomy, or do we need uh, uh, a obliosus?
1: Yeah, and I would say, I mean, talking about stroke, but I'm talking about hemorrhagic stroke, subarachnoid hemorrhages, traumatic brain injury, infection, status epilepticus, and seizures— as a neuro ICU, neurological emergencies expert, it's like that for anything in the brain, whether it's a clot, whether it's a bleed, whether it's an infection, whether it's seizures, everything. I mean, I feel if, if, someone, if someone put a gun to mind, I said, how can you improve neurological outcomes? I would change every center, just like their trauma centers. I would say acute neurological centers where you have someone in-house to deal with acute neurological diseases in-house, mm. which we don't have anywhere but maybe i'll be the first on planet earth (laughs) why why don't why i don't know i don't know why i mean because we're like well the the ed doctor can take care of it maybe the the trauma can like deal with tbi but i do think having that neurological expertise to recognize things faster 24 7 in-house can really make a huge difference but part of it is there's not enough people to do that there's not people in training having someone in house 24/7 so there's lots of logistics and, and 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 supply and demand so we outsource lots of that neurological emergencies care to other sub sub specialties right and so your
0: thing is that since Logistically, like the likelihood we're going to change that logistic; those logistics is unlikely correct. right now. Right now, your thing, your thing is like if we do a better job with education, identification, at least we can get the patient to those centers, as- like correct, from the first time,
1: from the first time, got and it, then, and then yeah.
0: help from there. That makes sense.
1: And so, why why did I invent Van or have people screen? This is a study I did in Phoenix called UPS utilization of proper um, imaging or, or screening for stroke. Okay, UPSS. Um, because I want to make as much money as UPSS workers. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I had to. I had to. <laughs> but anyway, in 2016, I looked at these like, no one was screening for LVOs. The worst type of stroke, zero screening. CTA is CT angiogram. It's you inject dye on the CT to see if there's a clot. 40% on patients who had an NHL scale of six. The guidelines in 2015 said, Anyone with that on share scale of six are lo- is supposed to get a CT so you can look for these. And they only forty percent. Only forty percent out of those that were done. Forty
0: percent was the best was the best case. So, oh, now that's that's the aggregate. So you you're that's, going from like twenty two to fifty six, but that's still really bad. Yeah.
1: And so then CT done within one hour. Fifty three of the forty percent. That means twenty percent of people that should have gotten a CTA right away actually got it. Right. Transfer. You know the CT is red, but transfer within two hours. Fifteen percent. 85% of people that were being transferred were taking longer than two hours. And we talk 10% difference per half hour according mm-hmm. to I- IMS3. That's a lot. So that's why I got passionate about this, right? And then, so there has to be a paradigm shift, which we have done. Just like in myocardial infarction or heart yeah, attack. Yeah, first thing is EKG, right? EKG, non-ST elevation MI versus ST elevation MI. You go to cath lab, the same thing for stroke. LVO screen with CTA non lvo you get tpa lvo you get tpa plus the neural ir or or stroke surgery let me let me ask you a
0: question you You may not know this off offhand but like myocardial infarction versus stroke Mm -hmm. numbers wise if you had to you know which one's bigger in the united states i think
1: there's more heart attacks right but i think the disability from strokes is much larger got it yeah got it so um, and but, but but i don't know those numbers So, why did this happen? So, we were talking about personalities and uh, Mm -hmm. how, uh, you know, I did the DISC assessment from some of these leadership retreats and stuff, and, um, you know, dominance, influence, uh, steadiness, compliance, and my highest thing is is influence, and I really care about people. I'm an an extrovert, so stories like this affect me. So, when I first started, this was in the Wall Street Journal. um, Some of my patients were featured here. I believe this was in 2018 in the Wall Street Journal. And had two patients that were neighbors, right? Identical strokes, clot here plus here, basically tandem lesion here and here. One took a long time to come in, the processes weren't great. One person they got to me right away. The person that got to me right away, normal. The other person ended up passing away. And that person that passed away. Was the chief of um, basically of, of fire right? So this is a first responder, an EMS first responder that ended up passing away because the proper systems of care and screening was not done. And you know, again, this was in twenty fourteen, be, be, before the guidelines, before the trials came out. But this this just shows you how important it is to identify these things. And so this was in the Wall Street Journal. I just had to share this. Yeah, I, this is an acute stroke. I'm just gonna go through this very fast. Someone comes in, severe coughing, you know, so they likely had a tear in the, in, in the carotid. Um, this is what's called a CT perfusion scan. So this is what's called the cerebral blood volume. You can see it looks the same on both sides. And this is the um, blood flow, and this is the mean transit time, how long it takes for the blood to get there. It takes a long time over here, and the, and the flow is slow, but the volume is the same because the arteries vasodilate, so the volume is the same. That means that tissue is not dead yet. But they look like it's dead, meaning they can't move half their body, right? Um, so this is someone that, 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 that we can save because the volume is up. Or some people say cerebral blood flow less than 30% of, of, the, of, of the other side, depending on definitions, right? But this is the tissue that we can save, and we go in. There's a clot right there. This is how it looks in the face. There's no flow in, right behind your eye, right hey. to your brain. I, I like this. This is where the artery is. Um, shout out Dr. Mark Lozaro from Medical College of Wisconsin, one, one of my mentors. He gave me this slides back in 2012. So, hey, man, I'm keeping it real. I'm, I'm, I'm using your slide on this one. <laughs> but um, It's a good slide, too. It's, it's a beautiful slide. It illustrates now you see. And so we go up and we pu- pull out that clot. And here it is. Here's the stent up here. Here's a, a catheter. See that? Mm-hmm. It really shows. And that's the X-ray. Then that, that, that I work under that allows you. And here we we pulled out the clot. And so and I that's believe a pretty yeah, big clot. It's man. a pretty yeah. The clots in the brain actually are pretty small in comparison to the rest of of the body. Yeah, but yeah I was gonna yeah. say, but but
0: but but, for, but, for but that's, that one that's is, a big one. That, that, that's you big save one. the you, yeah. And you see the game. before. Uh-huh. No
1: blood flow. No blood flow to the ACR. Oh wow! Look now. at that. That's
0: a huge difference. I mean, that's
1: half of your brain. That's the inability to talk or move half of and I your mean, body. I can
0: only imagine. I mean, I uh, this is a step one question, but I was going to say the cranial nerves that get affected just because of that.
1: Correct. So the aspiration pneumonia, the yeah, the the inability to swallow, air airway issues. Yes, it's it's a lot of things as well. I'm really proud of us
0: that it took us. We're almost we're almost an hour in, but we took us one hour before we mentioned anything about AI. Yeah. I don't know about you, Ben but, but like everybody, everybody and their mother like you know there's a saying yeah. in, in Silicon Valley that if you go stand in the middle of Palo Alto and you say AI three yeah. times, a VC will show up and throw money at your I face. Know. And, um...
1: <laughs> so this is where 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 AI and stroke is being used. There's there's other things, but I'm I'm not gonna talk and about it. Who's whose whose platform is this? So this is rapid on the right and or you're right, left, whatever. Yeah, so this is rapid and this is yeah. okay. and so Both is, really good companies too. Both very, very good companies. I I I I like them a lot. And so this is basically what they're doing. We're able to look at images much faster and we're able to communicate with the team. Hey, text nurses, yes, this is an LVO, come on in. And so we're again, everything is about making things faster, faster, faster.
0: I get I gotta ask you, and you can you can say pass. Mm-hmm. But between between the two products and platforms, like, do you have a preference for one over the other? And if so, oh man, you know,
1: you know how many times I've gotten in trouble by pointing out the stuff they 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 miss. People at Viz don't like me. People at Rapid don't like me. me but why? No one likes me. Yeah, but I'm you, sorry because yeah, but I point out you ain't perfect. No, yeah, that's sure. fine. But what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? <laughs> no, I, they sh- they they should welcome that, right? Yeah, and look, <laughs> we just we both look. I, I know
0: their technology.
1: So do you. We both acknowledge yeah, yeah, yeah. they're both good good tech. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But saying that, take a second. I mean, feel free.
1: Yeah, you, yeah. Can you can say pass. You can say pass. It's okay. I'm 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 gonna say this rapid overcalls some things but it allows me to identify M2s and M3s and PCAs more okay so be whereas and if you want something that'll just identify an MCA like an M1 and ICA I think viz works better it's more accurate that way but it dep- depends on your definition mm. right for me as a clinician I want to know if there's a seizure and there's hypoperfusion or hypop or hyperperfusion right I want it to tell me everything if there's critical stenosis in the M2 you know rapid will pick that up, Viz and Viz may not. And so it all depends on what your goal is. What are you using that that tool for? So I think how you evaluate is like, are you a stroke clinician? Are you a stroke surgeon or a neurosurgeon that ah, does thrombectomy? back to me? That's what I don't I want to know about the seizure. I don't want to know about that. Like like just clots. Yes, no, blah blah, you know. You know, so it depends on what your role is, right? Got it. And Got so it. I think all these things matter,
0: right? Yeah, no, totally. There's nuances. That's why that's why I have the show because like a lot of times you talk about these nuances. Sorry, keep keep going. Yeah.
1: And so this is an, an, an another one just showing that now we're starting to use it for the lungs as well. This is uh Viz AI showing like before the process and then afterwards we saved fifty two minutes. Which yeah, and Viz huge. did a really
0: good job with that early yeah. on.
1: Yeah, they 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 did and and I think this is, yeah, Dr. Hassan Amir, Dr. Hassan, shout out to you for 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 doing this with Viz. But Rapid did also another study, which ironically also showed fifty two minutes as well, which is I think is 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 kind of ironic that it is, they, yeah, they, you know, it doesn't matter what software you use. you still save fifty two minutes. Um and so it's just showing everything is speed and it's coming to your phone. Um, and then you can coordinate with other people. You can. That's send the thing. Text. It's a team. It's a, the, what I like it's about both team these coordination.
0: Rapid and Viz are are have platforms that make this a real team sport.
1: Correct. Because correct. You
0: know, medicine back in the day, like you know, doctor gets to be hero. But like, because medicine has evolved, the pathologies have evolved. Yeah. Right. Things are more complicated, and as we've learned more, you know, it's kind of opened up more complexities and nuances. So yeah. it can't just be the physician by themselves, you know, it, it, there's a care team for a reason, um, right? For sure.
1: For sure. There's, there's, there's no doubt. And, um, one of my, uh, uh, cases of the week was how, how to have as little complications as possible or, or how to get the team to work together. But I talked about psychological safety. I especially allow the text, the nurses the reps to feel comfortable i i have rapport with them if they see something they're they're going to let me know because now we're, we're we're friends and so the ccks continuous knowledge sharing is huge because that trap may have been in 500 cases and this is this is only my 10th or, or 15th right. case yeah. right and so you you ha- i mean you have to be a, f- a clinician and make the the correct judgment but get as much information as you can like there has to be a a sense of other people have value too. Um, and I think that's helped me a lot. And I think it helped my patients a lot, you know? And so this is just saying that you save money because if you pull out the cloth, they're not in the ICU for three, four days, you know? <laughs> and so the door in, door, door out, you know? So basically saying the more you treat, the the better, the length of stay goes down by, by 2.5 days. This was from Viz. Um, and so... Going faster, identifying this using the latest stints, aspiration catheters, artificial intelligence—you know—all this helps to make things better. Uh, brain, brain, brainomics is—is a is new one I haven't heard. Of yeah, so this this is in Europe, but same thing. They did a study in Europe, same thing, right? And it's before, after AI, uh, before AI, after AI. This is people that are going home functional. Same thing, right? Zero to one. Look at this. Yeah, that's a big you, difference you, compared to yeah, person, yeah. Right? and so again, it's 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 the same thing—the ability to identify things faster. AI, it's kind of like turning doctors into Doctor Strange. It's a, it's a great <laughs> analogy. <laughs> no, I, no, trust me. <laughs> you. you know, you you add all this stuff, and it just makes you better. It's it, it's what's it called—the cloak of what? Cloak, cloak of. of- i don't know what it's called man. i don't, know. I I don't know but it's awesome but oh, i know what you oh, mean you put the oh, cloak on. Of, of, of levitation i think it's levitation i don't know but the point of the matter is you use all this stuff you yeah. know precision personalized choke care. i'm gonna go up through this in two seconds go for it and then and then we should be done pretty soon guidelines is bare minimum man guidelines is like don't sue me because it's part of guidelines that doesn't mean that's the only option. There's more options, right? There's all these trials for all these things that, 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 that we don't know. So that's the bare minimum. I always read and engage. I try to go to conferences. I don't publish as much as I used to. It's okay. You, you can publish, but I'm going to read your paper and your paper and your paper and your paper, and I'm going to get as much knowledge as possible so I can be the house MD of neurosciences. That's mm. my goal is to give the best possible care, right? Um, localize. Be a clinician. Don't just be a technician. Be a clinician. What's going on? Where's the clot? You know, what does VIS show? What does RAPID show? What You know, like all this, put, put, put the history mm-hmm. to- together. All this is very important, you know? Going the extra mile for, for patients, it's really helped. So for me, I localized with exam something called ASPECTS score is how much dead tissue there is how you read it uh, Matt, matters. I was going to say uh, it, uh, unpack you know? that the does the imaging in the exam
0: correspond that's Correct. really important because too many people yeah. too many physicians regardless of specialty default immediately to the exam or, or, or not the, or, no, I'm sorry not the exam the, 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 the imaging. Imaging, I'm sorry the imaging right? And, and this huge, is where, this huge, is where, I huge. mean, technology is really important, Yep. but you have to keep your, your, your clinical skills extremely yeah. sharp yep. as a, as a clinician. Yeah. This is, the, this is my personal opinion. Yeah. Like without, like, if there is a, you know, if you're dropped in a third world country, can your clinical skills help diagnose without all the technology? Right. Yeah. And those things should be corresponding. We should not be over-indexing on one thing. Right.
1: I, oh, it's huge. That's huge. So for me the telebar porch precision first eye stroke no time window, not volume, but location. So even if there's 70 cc's dead, and I, I have a case here, we, we, I mean, I'll, I'll go through it fast, but 90, 100 cc's dead, right, but it was primarily t- temporal and frontal lobe. I saved 20 cc's of the parietal lobe, the patient is moving again, from complete homielegic to moving, no visual field cut and function, right? So there's it's not volume, it's location. What tissue is dead? What 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 can I save? Again, precision. Examine, localize, look at imaging, what is dead, what is not. Can I help you? Can I not? And go go that extra mile beyond M1, M2s, M3s, which which we showed before. And how I approach it. If it's in a clinical trial, I feel it's okay that I offer it. If the world and the IRB signed off. There's clinical aquapoise. It's okay. I feel it's okay as for me as a physician to offer that that type of care. Um, and you know, saying vision rapid and all these other ones work great, but but they're not perfect. This is the auto aspects, and it just shows that, you know, sometimes it's accurate, some sometimes it's not. My thing, new, new to planet Earth, maybe, maybe not. Apache aspects, that means this is these are all the different areas that we count. Um, and if there's 10 areas that are dead, you know, then, then you get a score of zero. That means it's all dead. If you have 10 out of 10, that means it's all still alive. But I didn't count it if only part of it is dead, mm. right? Because there's other cells around there. If I restore function, that area of, comes back, and so how you read that the aspects is important as well, and different people read it differently. Quick, you, quick you, question: You see how the nuance of everything you do matters?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Quick, <laughs> quick question about it, about this: When it comes to regeneration of, mm-hmm. of of cells, right? Yep. You mentioned like if if a certain if it's not too much, like you can pull back and the and the cell can regenerate, right? Some some of the neurons can. Does yeah, the brain have or, this? Or, or
1: I would say they're stunned. Okay, so on, stunned
0: on a zero. Okay. Mm. I don't know what zero would be on a zero to ten scale. Let's say ten being the liver, because like you can like regenerate a good amount of your liver. Yes. Right. Oh yeah. Where, where does the brain fall? Ten <laughs> being li, 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 like you, ten is like your your those cells are like liver cells. They can regenerate super easy.
1: So I so so I work on kids as well. You know I I, I do. No,
0: or, sorry, real quick. Um, maybe eight or nine is liver. Ten would be like like stem cells, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. What an amateur move on my end, man. I, I would be- say
1: the the brain is probably one of the worst organs that, that 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 does that. It's like one or two, right? Um but it's not zero. It's not zero. That's it's the not point. zero. Huh. Okay. I think it's one or two, but again, it's in certain cases and younger people with neuro neuroplasticity, I think, have much more so. As that's, a, as that's, we get older, it's, yeah. it's not as well. And because this is a lack of
0: neuroplasticity.
1: Because of lack of, of and, neuroplasticity. and for
0: the and can you explain for the for like the audience who are yeah. not clinicians what is neuroplasticity? So
1: neuroplasticity is the ability for one part or one part of the brain to take on a new function. So this is this is classic because to me the brain is just a sensation organ, right? It senses and does things, and so um, you know that's why a bird. This brain can tell if there's electromagnetic fields, right? Or um, someone's vision can't tell heat or not, like a snake, right? I'm, I mean, I'm just giving an example. I'm not sure if that's right. But the point of the matter is it's a sensory organ. You can teach it how to, how to do m- multiple things. So neuro, neuroplasticity is real, and it's much more so in kids.
0: So that's and that's kind of why, like, as a child, it's very easy for a kid to learn two, three, four languages. Correct. Versus when you're older, you lack neuroplasticity. It's, it's a lot harder. But at the harder. same
1: time, with new techniques, I think the older brain can learn just as well. If, I, if, I think if, so, too. If, if not, Better, but I'm I'm not gonna go into that because because yeah. because because then we'll be that's, here for that's, five hours. That's what I say. That's <laughs> that's why you gotta come. You gotta come back. You gotta come back on the show. And so this is basically the app saying how you should localize because sometimes they will miss it on on imaging, um, and so I plugged it into the stroke van app. It said uh, superior or the superior branch of the MCA. Again, it was missed on imaging, but you see it there. Boom! I found it. Pull pulled out the clot. The the, the patient is back to normal. Um, again. M- M2, some of the software will, will will miss it. We pulled out the clot, critical stenosis. Um, sometimes you'll miss an ICA. M2s you know so you have to know what your software can and can't do. Mm. That's all I'm trying to say. And then this is this is where you have to know neuroanatomy. So if my case of the week, um, there's an, the, the AI case of the week talks about this case, how the software missed it. But because I knew there's something called the duplicate mCA because I know neuroanatomy that's why knowledge basic knowledge of neuroanatomy and just the more you know like the better then i I, 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 I picked that up so that's important too um back of the brain basors are, are uh, arteries are not picked up outside hospital said tissues all dead again you have to know that when when you do CT perfusion within the first ninety minutes it's not accurate so this patient was forty one man and Hospital X in Phoenix, Arizona, a uh, couple of world-renowned re- uh, places said no. I'm like, no, this is inaccurate. It's done within the first sixty, uh, or within the first like 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 ninety minutes, hundred twenty minutes. That that perfusions is inaccurate. Pull pulled out the clot, right? So you have you, you have to read. You have to know when is perfusion imaging accurate. When 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 is it not? So is it that they these, do it too
0: early or too late?
1: Basically, because the perfusion was done so early, it doesn't mean it was necessarily dead, Ah. right? And so these nuances matter, right? Mm -hmm. And so I ended up pulling the clot. The patient is is moving both sides and normal, large core. Look how huge that is. What is that? 119 cc's. 119 cc's dead. It can't move half their body. Normal. Back to normal. Why? Because it's- it's not the amount of tissue that's dead. It's which tissue is dead and what function does, does it have. I had to do this. Look, it's actually, you can it's see a, it's a, a lot. It's dark. It's, it's actually, really yeah. massive. Yeah, right?
0: Went in. I see what you full, did here because you, you started off this, this this talk with like the 20cc, the 30cc, and then you just hit us with that 119cc. Yeah, cc. because
1: now the new trials are showing that there is benefit. It may be only 10% or 15%, but that's still benefit, mm. Right. And so I'm 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 not gonna play this video, but but that patient's normal. Um, so basically, social media. Do you do want to ask me about case of the week? No, I'm just absolutely. Trying. I want you to. Know, <laughs> I want you to talk about case of the week because also I want you to come and do do case of the week live on our show. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah. So tell us about case of the week. So basically. Um, um, you know, we talked about CKS, uh, continuous knowledge sharing, and I love to teach, right? And I'm not in an academic center. I'm like, this is a way for me to share stuff. But what it does, when you share with people, people start to share with you. So people will actually send me, hey, how about this? How about this? So I'm actually getting knowledge from them by me sharing. And so I started doing this about a a year ago, and I think it's had an, an impact. The number of neurovascular physicians that are Teaching Tuesday, case of the week from Switzerland, all this stuff. It's amazing. It's really, uh, I think it's empowered and oh, told physicians it's okay to share these 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 types of cases. Totally. And, and, you know, I think it's advice, it's teaching, it's a morale booster for people locally, like our local ED physicians, admin, nurses, everyone knows, oh, we're doing this amazing work. I'm like, Yeah. We've been doing this for nine, 10 years, but now they like see it. So it, it's, it's, so it has lots of things. It, it, I think sharing has lots of positives. I'm not saying that there's no negatives, but I'm saying there's lots of positives. Yeah. And you can follow me here. Muhammad Talib on LinkedIn, Talib underscore neurovascular on IG or at Stroke Van on, on Twitter. And yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, where can we find you online? I was gonna say, just, just
0: like, just like, side note, like the Instagram handle is lit. It is, it is, there's some, ba- there's some basketball videos in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know. I was like, I was like, I was like,
1: Kobe? I don't Kobe? You know No, know, I'm. <laughs> I may be the new basketball coach for the LA Lakers. I'm just letting I'm letting it's you possible. know that I'm it's I'm possible. I'm available. I'll 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 do some like psych psych training for them. I will I will have their brain optimized to win that championship for you. There we <laughs> go.
0: There we go. So just Dr. Pistel, just kind of like mm. in, in in wrapping up. And mm. again, I want to have you back on the show. So for one, you know, if you're a physician listening to so I just want to remind you, click the link below and unlock that CME credit. Um, if you're doing these, uh, social media posts, I'm going to try and do a better job because I can actually add CME credits to Mm -hmm. social posts, right? So we should do that for your, for your, um, your, your case of the week. Mm -hmm. I want you to have back, but if you can kind of summarize, uh, you know, sort of the state of stroke, Mm -hmm. you know, just in in a sort of a summary and take, like, what are the main things that you want to see the medical community really adopt? You, you mentioned, Better education for identifying yep. the severity of stroke. Yeah, yeah, right. So not yeah. all stroke is created equal. Time yep. is brain, yep. and knowing where to send them is going to be important because then also that's like, I think there's a there's an economic uh, thing there because the other side is that you can get too sensitive about it and something that's let's say not not an LVO, mm-hmm. you get you send them to a, a center yep. and yep. that's going to be a lot more expensive for something or, that could have gone locally, right? Yep.
1: no, you're 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 right. So yeah, I mean that's that's it. So I think this. The state of stroke is where MI was 10, 15 years ago. But the only difference is we're able to be much more precise because of artificial intelligence, because of CTA angiogram and and perfusion and all this advanced imaging and the fact that that there's an exam. It's not just I have chest pain. So I think we're more we're more precise, but um we're not where um the cardiology community for MI is. I see. Uh, but but I think we're we're getting there. We're more laser. Mm-hmm. We're 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 more of a laser surgery. This is exactly it. This is this type of advanced imaging, and so that's 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 where we are. But we have a long way to go. I mean, really. I mean, someone asked me about this. They're like, like like how do I identify even earlier? I'm like have a ring, and like a watch. And as soon as as there's as there's lack of movement or lack of 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 electrical signal. That needs to go to the hospital or something. So I think wearables are where the the, the future are. Artificial intelligence, like you know how in China there's Your
0: cameras everywhere. Cameras
1: everywhere, boom. Some someone's having a stroke. Boom, activated. So I think I think it's it's it's. It's beyond just someone identifying it. I think we need to use where, technology where we, in our we environment. Need, we use technology in our environment to identify strokes even faster. And I think part. I think the key here and also. I'll oh, go ahead. One last thing: prevention. Prevention. And if we can prevent it, that's even better. <laughs> now, well, I was going to say the this
0: other side. I think. I think awareness of something is important. You know, the, cool it's lunch. interesting how the brain works. The brain has not evolved in thousands of years, and it won't evolve, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because w- that's why like social media is such a powerful thing. Our brain assigns importance to the thing that we see most often. Correct. Right? And so I think raising awareness is good. In terms of like industry, you know, there are some big players out there. So Medtron- so the big big players in the stroke world would be Medtronic, Penumbra. Who? Who else?
1: Striker striker um microvention has really step stepped up their, their their game with new products there is um there is uh, imp- imp- imperative care which is coming out with new catheters uh there's sarah Novus, johnson johnson and johnson um you know r- r- rapid medical is, is coming out with with, with new things Balt me- me- medical coming over from france is big too so there's there's there, there's all these players and one last thing is I'm a huge um, supporter of of industry because I believe you know I set all these trials right. But if we don't work together, we're not going to give patients the best possible outcomes. So mm. I mean, I I am in support of participating, consulting for, for industry. We're working with industry, you know, as long as it's patient focused, I'm good. Yeah, you know. And so, and, and 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 I told you how I do work with lots of people from 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 the industry, and um, and I really valued their their opinion. I I really do. Yeah, and I think you know,
0: there's there's um, some teamwork that's there. Like, I mean, look what we're doing right now in terms of Man. raising awareness for this. And yeah. What I would like to see more from industry is you know supporting uh, this type of new form of education beyond mm-hmm. just conferences. Because, like, I love the conferences, um, but. Mm. You need something in between those conferences that's ongoing. So, like, on, you know, these social media posts, the live streams, podcasting, everything. And so, um, you know, I have some good industry sponsors that we we like to get more, but just to kind of support and really drive this home and make MedTech great again. Yeah. I don't know if MedTech was ever great, <laughs> but definitely I want to make it great again. You know what I mean? Um, last, last question for you is just in general um, for, like, uh, this is a selfish question for me. But um, what are some of the, some of your favorite conferences to go to, you know, not just for stroke, but for, you know, cerebrovascular conferences, any conferences that come to mind that are worth checking out? Because I want to check some out. So
1: the biggest neurovascular conference would be the International Stroke Conference, which will be in Phoenix in February, I, I, I believe. Got it. So that's probably the biggest one. But then all the other smaller ones are good, like Link, you know, they, they have one in Paris and... Um, here in in, in in America, Society of Neurointerventional Surgery, uh, Society of Vascular Interventional Neuro- Neuro- Neurology. There's there's lots of these ones that, that are smaller, that are very good. I love the Neurocritical Care Conference because I think being a, a clinician is key as well. American Academy of Neurology, CNS, which is Congress- CNS is a good one, yeah. Uh, Congress of uh, Neurological Surgeons because with, with, within stroke and endovascular n- neurology and neurosurgery and- uh, interventional neuroradiology we work very closely I like you know and so american society of of neuro uh, of neuroradiology like and i think that's important i think we need to work as a neuroscience team right, right? and not just siloed off departments. yeah i mean that 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 just doesn't work anymore yeah i know it, it doesn't ex- work it doesn't work
0: in industry or in, in companies just, either
1: just doesn't this this surgeon that thinks that they can do everything on, on their own just, just uh, doesn't work.
0: That uh, makes sense. Look, right. Dr. Taleb, <laughs> look, we really appreciate you flying, flying to San Diego. We're going to do this again. This is a blast. you know. Um, and I want to thank our audience. So again, if you're a clinician, I want to remind you, check the show notes below. Click that CME link to unlock your AMA PRA Category 1 CME credit. Make sure that you type a couple sentences of what you learned. That's one button. The second one is what will you do. And if you're a listener of the show, I'm going to su- suggest that a make sure to subscribe to the show. We're number one in medtech. We're trying to climb the charts, be number one in medicine. And please do us, you know, give us a like on the video, five stars, write a review. It makes a huge difference. And until next time, I'm your host Omar Khatib, and this is another episode of the State of Medtech. We'll see you next time. Thank you for enjoying another epic episode of The State of MedTech. If you're feeling inspired and love this episode, do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button and turn notifications on so you never miss an episode. And be sure to give us five stars and write a short review because that helps more people discover this amazing community of ours. If you're a company who has an executive that you'd like to be on the show or perhaps you want to sponsor one of the episodes, shoot us an email at hello at khatibandco.com. Take care. See you next time.